This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, the title of my sermon is Fatherhood. Amen? And uh, I'm going to give you uh, characteristics of a, of a godly father and uh, you know, compares, comparing, comparing it with God, our Heavenly Father. And really, God, our Heavenly Father, is a good, good God. Amen? And you guys got to get a revelation of that, that no matter what you might be going through in this life, what, whatever struggles that you're dealing with, understand that God is for you and He's not against you. Amen? You got to believe that, that the plans that He has for you are good plans yeah, to give you a hope and a future. I have to hang on that, uh, that scripture sometimes because sometimes it doesn't look like that things are are shaping up the way they need to be, but they are. God is working all things out for good to those that love Him and called according to His purpose. So, no, number one, God is, you know, one of God's greatest attributes and, uh, is that God is faithful. He's a faithful God, amen? Faithful, the, the definition is true to one's word, promises, and vows. So you can count on God, amen? God will never let you down. you got to believe that today. And God is faithful to His Word. We can count on His Word. In Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not a man that He should lie, nor the Son of Man that He should repent. Has He said it, and will He not do it? Or has He spoken it, and will He not make it good? I love that about God, because God and His Word, they're one. Amen? And I'm going to say this, if you're going to be a godly father, your Word, amen, needs to be your bond. I'm going to say that again. If you're going to be a godly father, your word and who you are is not separated like God. In other words, you, 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 you are, you know, what you say that you're going to do, you need to follow through on that. Amen? And I know we're all working through doing that at times. We, we may miss it, but we keep moving forward and trying to do everything we can to be people of our word. In Psalms 89:34, it says, My covenant I will not break nor alter the word that goes out of my lips. So God, God, God is, is amazing God that he's so tied to his word that he can't break his word. I'm going to say that again. God cannot break his word. It, it's an impossibility. You know, uh, there, you know, some people say, well, God can do anything. God cannot lie. He can do anything, but he cannot lie. That's not his character. So he's totally honest and upright. Amen. And so as, as, as godly fathers, we need to be people that, that honor our word. And we need, to, we need to keep our word no matter what happens, amen, no matter what, what the outcome is, amen. If you promise your children that you're going to take them out for ice cream, do it. I'm going to say that again. Yeah, I got an amen there. If you promise your, your kids you're going to take them to McDonald's, do it. Follow through on your word, amen. Uh, I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. I'm just trying to establish to you a fact this morning that God is a God of his word. Amen. Notice all these scriptures I'm giving you. I like this one because sometimes we feel that even when we're praying, we're not seeing the promise fast enough. And, uh, you know, God is working on it. Look at your neighbor and say, God's working on it. So no matter what you know, you might be dealing with, no matter if, if things aren't where they need to be exactly in your life, God is working on it. 
Do you believe that today? As long as we put our trust and faith in the living God. It says in, in uh, 2 Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So we see this, that God is not slack. In other words, uh, fathers, you may be praying for some of your children uh, that might be out of the house. They may not be serving God, but God is looking and drawing them by His Spirit. Do you believe that today? And, and I'm telling you, your prayers are making a difference for your family. I like this because, you know, it, it's not just about our blessing. I'm, gonna, I, I'm talking to somebody today. It's not just about our blessing. It's about the blessing for our children. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? The Bible says, obey God that you and your seed. I'm yeah, preaching to somebody yeah. today. Your seed may live. We're not just living for ourselves down here. No, we're living for generations to come. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So it's not just about us. That's why our life is not just about us, not just about our little blessing. Thank God for our little blessings. But it's about us instilling blessings in the next generation. Am I talking to anybody today? Amen. So we can count on God's word. Godly fathers are faithful to God. Uh, They put God first place in life. Faithful to family. And and you can count on them faithful to their employers. Amen. I like some of the godly people in the Old Testament. Noah was faithful to obey God to build an ark for salvation of his family and the human race. Think about this. Now, I'm going to say this. If you're a godly person, if you're a godly man, uh, God's going to speak to you. God's going to show you how to uh, deliver your family. There might be areas in your family where things aren't working right. God's going to show you, amen, and help you. And I like what he did with Noah. He showed Noah that that the earth was corrupt. And he revealed to Noah that he needed to build an ark. And I'm telling you, men of honor, I'm I'm talking to fathers here. You're building an ark of safety for your family. Amen. And every time you follow God, you come to church, you declare that God is your God, you are building an ark of safety to protect your family. Abraham was faithful in obeying God, amen, in, in, in all his decrees. And, and Abraham followed God, amen, and Abraham followed God even to the point where God asked him to sacrifice Isaac. Now, now that was a pretty um, amazing, it was a test of faith for, for Abraham, but you know what? Abraham passed that test. There's going to be times that God's going to ask you. He's not going to ask you to sacrifice your children, glory to God. But he's going to ask you to sacrifice some things for the greater good. There's going to be some things in your life where you might need to sacrifice. I'm talking to somebody today. Fathers, you might need to sacrifice some things for the greater good for your family. And so Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac. But we know that, that he didn't have to. There was an angel that was sent that, that stopped uh, Abraham. And we know that the reason why it was a test, so it was that God could match that test and bring Jesus. Because, you know, God said, I will provide the, the or, well, Abraham said God will provide the, the, the sacrifice. When he was talking to Isaac, when he was going up the mountain. And God did provide that sacrifice through Jesus Christ. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And thank God for that. That's why we're here today. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Moses was certainly faithful in Hebrews 3, 5. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truth that God's word reveals later. Amen. So Moses was a a, a faithful person. and, And Moses was able to deliver the children of Israel out of the Egyptian bondage. Amen. Because he counted God as being faithful. Now, you know, there's, there's, key to being, there's a, a key blessing to being faithful, and it's in Proverbs 28, 20. I like this, and I like the, it's the first part of it. It says, a faithful man, man will abound with blessings. A faithful man. So if you're, if you're faithful, amen, like, like Michael here, Nunes, one of our faithful men in the church, Showing up on Sunday mornings, showing up on Sunday nights, showing up on Wednesday nights, glory to God. And, uh, and, 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 and there's a blessing. Amen? Amen. And, and so thank God. And, and so, so faithfulness will make a way to the blessings of God into our life. Never discount faithfulness. Uh, start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, start men, start being faithful. Ladies, start being faithful in the small areas of your life. Just take care of the small things. There's a saying, if you just take care of the small things, the big things will take care of themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so what is God calling us to do? He's just calling us to take care of the small things. Just, just doing the little things. Just taking care of the small things. You know, uh, you know, as, 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 as uh, godly men and God, God wants to uh, uh, show his blessings upon us by protecting us. I take care of the small things. I make sure that the doors are locked at night. Amen. I make sure that the that they, uh, deadbolt, we have like three locks. We have the chain lock, we have the door lock, and we have the deadbolt. Amen. And so we keep it pretty safe at our house. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I'm constantly making sure sometimes... You know, Yin forgets to, to lock the deadbolt, and I'm constantly looking, is that deadbolt locked? Why? Because I want to make sure the family's protected. And godly fathers protect their families. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You want to make sure that your family's protected from, from any adverse thing that will happen. Amen. So I'm going to say start being faithful in the little things. In Luke 16.10, it says, He who is faithful in what is least will be also faithful in much. So as, as it's a promise, I believe, there's a promise of God. When we're faithful in the little things, God will give us bigger things and greater things to be faithful over. Do you believe that today? And that's called honor. Godly fathers, number two, godly fathers takes action when a need or crisis arise. Amen? Godly fathers take action. Uh, uh, in Genesis uh, when God told Abraham, Genesis 12, 4, to depart from his house, to go to a place where, where God wanted to reveal who he was to Abraham, Abraham did it. He didn't procrastinate. And I'm telling you, as godly fathers, we don't procrastinate. We move forward when God tells us to do something. Procrastination is the killer of success. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you, don't procrastinate fathers. Keep moving forward. God, godly fathers meet needs quickly. 
you know, uh, I'm going to use myself as an example, and I don't want to toot my own horn. But, uh, you know, uh, lately we've been driving the Toyota, I'm sorry, the Honda. And when, when Christopher's in the back seat, his nose was getting stuffed up. And, uh, and so we took, I had to take my car in to get the oil changed at the dealership. And in, in the, uh, the dealership need, said that I needed my air filter changed, which probably I, I, I knew, and, and, the, and, the, and the filter in the engine. And, uh, and so... Uh, and so every time Christopher was in the car, he would. So so what what did we do now? Of course, it was prompted by Yen, Amen. Because she she cares and I care about Christopher to order those air filters in to go to YouTube and figure out how to do it yourself. And you know we ordered those filters in, came in the next day, and what I'm talking about, Godly fathers take action. I took action, but with Yen's promptings. Thank God for a good uh, wife that will prompt the, the men. I think good wives prompt the men. And, I, and, and that air filter would have cost me just to put the air filter in uh, in the cabin as well as the air filter in the engine. That they were trying to charge like $135. Did it all for 35 bucks. Glory to God. Is that amazing? All because of, 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 of Yin's promptings. Amen. But I'm going to say this, Godly Father takes actions for, for, the, for, for the needs of the people. I know in Genesis 14, uh, 14, Abraham found out that his nephew Lot was taken by some bandits and they kidnapped Lot and his family. And so Abraham, he, he took action. He took, he took his, uh, I think, uh, 300 people, at least 300 people, I believe, uh, from his household and he fought the bandits, and he got Lot back. And I'm going to say this, Abraham, he, he was a godly father, glory to God. And the reason why uh, God picked Abraham, I really believe this, one of the reasons, not only because of his faith, was because God said that he would teach his children the ways of God. And I'm going to, tell, I'm going to say this, that when you are walking with God, when you are doing all that you can, to be a godly person, bringing your children to church, glory to God. Showing up at church and, 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 and praying with your children, glory to God. And, 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 and hopefully maybe getting into the Bible and reading the word with your children. When you're doing all that, God sees that and he will bless you for that. Amen. Amen. My dad was a man of action. Uh, he would always be fixing things in the house. How many fathers f- fix things in the house? How long does it take you to get there? No, I'm, I'm kidding. And, uh, and so uh, my dad was always, uh, he was a godly father. I remember that, that he took action one time. I cut my toe running around the house. And, uh, and so I, I, my baby toe, I was probably about seven years of age, maybe eight. And, uh, and it, was, it was a bad cut. It needed stitches. My dad saw me, saw me picked me up, put my, because I was a small little guy, picked, put my foot into the uh, sink, washed it off. Knew it needed stitches, took me to the uh, hospital, and immediately, you know, you know, I was taken care of. And I'm going to say this, godly fathers will take care of those needs. Amen? I remember one time that, uh, that I, we were visiting, my parents were visiting friends at a house that I wasn't familiar with. It was an apartment complex. And I remember that, um, that I was um, at the playground, with, with the playground with my brothers, but I didn't pay attention to how to, how, where, you know, uh, you know, I didn't just pay attention to where the house was 
to get back. My brothers left early and I was by myself. And I remember that I was lost and I couldn't find the house way back. And, you know, I was crying. I was like upset and everything looked the same. You know, in apartments, everything looks the same. All the houses look the same. Nothing looks different. And, and I'm going to say this. I got to thank God. My dad was, uh, he, pulled, he was driving his car around looking for me. And I'm going to say this, that God is like, God's like that. When we're out there and we're lost, God, he is drawing us by his spirit. He's trying to do whatever he can to get us back into his grace. And when I saw my dad's car, man, you don't, you don't know. If you've ever been lost as a kid, you don't know how terrifying that is. It is totally terrifying. And I'm telling you, when I saw my dad's big white Cadillac, glory God, I'm kidding. I don't know what kind of car it was, but, uh, uh, or ambassador or whatever it was that, that he drove. Uh, that, man, it was like God saying, I am with you. I am for you. And I'm telling you, God will leave the 99 to seek the one. Do you believe that? You know, godly fathers are teachers. Amen. Abraham was chosen by God because God knew he would teach his children the ways of the Lord. And I like this in, in Genesis 18. I, I just mentioned that, but it says, For I know, uh, for I have, uh, this is amplified, for I have known, chosen, and knowledge him, uh, Abraham, as my own, so that he may teach and command his children and the sons of his house after him to keep the way of the Lord, to do what is just and righteous, so that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised him. Amen? So, so as, as, as men of honor, we're constantly teaching our children. And we teach them through our words, and we teach them through our actions. And I'm going to say this, that, that your actions will speak louder than your words. What you... You know, you know, your actions. So, so we have to make sure that our actions line up to godliness. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I want to say this. If you have some children, if you have, if they're wayward right now, and, and, and maybe even if you didn't raise them up in the way of the Lord, I'm telling you, God still can get his hands upon them. Maybe you didn't, maybe you weren't that faithful back then, but God still can work on your prayers. Do you believe that today? And even though you may not have been as faithful in training up your children, God can do a work through your prayers. Amen. And you can start being a godly representation. How do you do that? Text them. Let them know you're thinking about them. Let them know you're praying for them. Give, you know, text them a scripture. You know, let, you know, give them some, some, some godly, uh, blessed advice, amen, and help them to move forward, amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? Godly fathers are honorable people. You know, God's looking for a few, uh, a few good men. He's looking, for a men of, uh, he's looking for men of honor, amen. Those are uh, little uh, movie titles, amen. And God is looking for a few good men. He's looking for men of honor. And a godly father's honorable. He's honest and upright. And he's at all times. Amen. Uh, he's the same in public as he's in private. I'm going to say this again. If you're going to be a godly person, you've got to be the same person in, pri- in public that you are in private. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I know we're trying to get it right behind the scenes. Glory to God. And so, and so, so we have to live our right, our life right, 
uh, our life right behind the scenes. And then, and then when we do, it's going to come out uh, in the public scene. Amen. And we know that when we don't live our life right, the Bible says that, that, that God will expose hidden sins in our lives. And so we don't want to be exposed, no, for hidden sins, but we want to be exposed for our secret prayer life. And when we are, when we're, we're spending time in our prayer time with God, God will expose us by blessing us with blessings we cannot even contain. You believe that today? I love what it says in Proverbs 27, 20, verse 7. The righteous man, this is a benefit. The righteous man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. His children are blessed after him. I think about my father. And, you know, some of you didn't have uh, maybe, maybe good uh, a home life when you grew up. And, and you, maybe you didn't have a, a, a godly father. But God can be your godly father. And he can bless you now. He can bless you abundantly above. Some of you may not have grew up with, with a godly father. But thank God uh, your pastor had a godly father. And my dad, George Lambert, was, I mean, he was amazing. He was a man of few words. And when he did speak, it meant something, glory to God. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could learn some, something from him, amen? And uh, he, was, he was a man of honor and integrity and uh, uh, of character. Uh, he was a tither. He always was giving into the kingdom of God. He served God faithfully, even until up to the point where he went home to be with the Lord, which was uh, a few years back. Uh, the last Sunday, he, he went home to be with the Lord on a Wednesday. Tuesday, he went into the hospital. And, uh, uh, and so, and it's about Wednesday, he went home to be with the Lord. But that Sunday, my dad was faithfully serving as an usher, passing out bulletins in his 80s. In his 80s. Think about that. And I really believe when he got to heaven, glory to God, Jesus gave him a big hug. Glory to God. And I believe that Jesus was so proud of my dad. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, he, he left my, my mom a legacy. He, he, didn't, he, you know, he was worried about living too long because he had life insurance. And he, he didn't want that life insurance to run out. And he was like, God, you know, you got to take me home because I want to make sure mom has money to be, to, to be blessed. Amen. And he, and he was trying to get life insurance in his 80s. And they said, you're too old. And uh, yeah, he was trying to get life insurance. My mom was telling me about that. But you know what? The life insurance paid off. My mom was really blessed. Glory to God. She, she's a blessed widow. Hallelujah. She's not lacking for anything. Isn't that right, mom? Amen. And so my dad was a very honorable man. Amen. And so hopefully I'm following suit. I know all his children are following suit. We all, you know, all of my brothers and my sister, we're all in church. We're all serving God. Amen. It's a blessed seed. My brother's back there running the camera. My other brother's at church serving. My other brother's at church serving. Uh, My sister's serving in the church. And God is, he's faithful. The Bible says, uh, 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 it says in Proverbs 27, the righteous man walks in integrity and his children are blessed after him, you know, you know, as I was saying, my dad was a, a giver. And it says here in Proverbs 3, 9, 10, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty 
and your vats will overflow with new wine. Amen? And, you know, I love that because my dad never lacked anything. We would go to church, and then afterwards, we would, we would celebrate with Burger King afterwards. <laughs> and if it was a really good week, it would be Ponderosa. Anybody remember Ponderosa? Anybody remember? Amen. It was Ponderosa. Glory to God. Man, that was, that was like steak on a plate. Glory to God. On fine china. Amen. That was, that was a gourmet hamburger. Anybody remember Ponderosa? He would say, we're going to Ponderosa. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, God was so amazed. At that time, everything was closed down but the restaurants. It was the blue law. Amen. You weren't allowed to work on Sundays. Amen. And so, uh, so, so God, it, so my dad was a great example of being a godly person. And, and I'm going to say this, that, that God is good and there's blessings to being godly. Again, there's another blessing in Psalms 112, 1, 1 through 3. It says, praise the Lord, blesses the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commands. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness will endure forever. These are promises. Now, I don't believe it's just a promise uh, just for fathers. It's a promise for whosoever. Amen. It's not just a promise. Uh, it, it says man here, but, it, but, but world man is included too. So it's a promise for whosoever. And if you are whosoever, wealth and riches shall be in your household. Yes, you know, I think about that, that the blessing of God, and it's really illustrated through a scripture that talks about that God brought the children of Israel out with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Well, that, that's a whole illustration of God's blessing, because when, when it says that he brought the children of Israel out, that means that he brought them out of bondage of the evil one. And when we get saved, God brings us out of bondage of the evil one. And then God brings us into, amen, he said no feeble people and prosperity. Feeble means health and healing and brought them out with silver and gold. That's the, that's the blessings of the Lord. And I'm telling you, it's illustrated in the Old Testament. It's illustrated all through the Bible that God wants us blessed. He wants us delivered, set free, healthy, whole, prosperous. Glory to God. Have you received it today? Number five, God's, godly fathers are examples. Godly fathers are positive examples to display hope for the future so they can walk in faith for today. So in, in other words, godly fathers don't allow themselves to get discouraged. Boy, it's quiet in this church today. We don't allow ourselves, we don't look at the, we don't look at the downsides of things. We don't, look at the, we don't look at the cup being half empty. No, we look at the cup and we see the cup half full, glory to God. And we don't allow ourselves. Abraham kept getting stronger in faith, the Bible says, giving glory to God. Amen. In Romans 4, 20, 21, it says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Godly fathers trust God no matter what it looks like. They don't allow worry to control them. 
Uh, you know, Jesus said, do not worry in Matthew 6, 25. Do not worry. Uh, it says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So, so Jesus is encouraging us, fathers, ladies, don't worry, trust God. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Don't worry about it. The Gentiles worry about that. No, 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 don't worry. Trust God. Believe that God is your shepherd and you shall not lack for any good thing. I'm telling you, some of you, I'm I'm going to say this, I, I shouldn't be alive today. God looked after me before I even got saved. I did a lot of dumb things before I got saved and things that should have shortened my life. And I'm telling you, thank God. That God protected me through the years and got me to this point. I shouldn't even be up here today. My past was not that great. But thank God that God doesn't look at our past. He doesn't look at, he doesn't qualify us with, with, with how bad we were back then. Man, no, no. God, God qualifies us because we took the step to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. My last point this morning is that fathers are rulers. You are called to rule and reign with Jesus in your households. Glory to God. You're called to be rulers. And you, and you rule and you lead and you protect under the authority of God. Husbands are heads of the household. They are chosen and ruled to lead under God's authority. In other words, they have the final say-so. This gives them greater responsibility that will be, that will be judged for the greater responsibility on how we lead our family. So fathers, you have a greater responsibility. And so we need to make sure that we're being led by the Spirit of God. Fathers, you need to lead in love. We don't don't control. We don't manipulate. We lead in love. It says in Ephesians 5, 23 and 24, for for the husband is the head of the wife. Also Christ is the head of the church, and he is Savior of the body. Therefore, just as church is subject to Christ, so let wives be their own husbands in everything. So ladies, yes, you are subject to your, your godly husband as long as he's, he's doing godly things, amen? And he wants you to do godly things, amen? And, uh, and so, and so you, you, you're under the authority, uh, under, uh, as Jesus, as the husband's under Jesus' authority, uh, wives, you're, you, you take that, and, and the, the husband is the covering, actually, for the household. Amen? He's there to take, the, uh, to take the blame or to take the blessing if what goes wrong or right. Amen? In Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So I'm going to say this, that we rule with love. Amen? Husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hateth his own flesh, but nourish it and cherish it just as the Lord does the church. Amen. And one last thing that, uh, that fathers, you know, uh, uh, don't provoke your children to wrath in Ephesians 6, 4, but bring them up in training in the admonition of the Lord. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that fathers, you know, um, you know they, they deserve honor. They deserve honor. Amen. God deserves honor. And as we, uh, we understand that God, that God desires to, our worship, 
He desires us to honor Him. And as we honor God, God will place that honor back on us. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness. I thank you for every, every father here in this place and those that are watching online. And maybe you've never made the decision to make God Almighty your Heavenly Father. Well, today is the day of salvation. This is a day where you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And God can come from God the Judge to God your Heavenly Father. So I want you to pray this prayer and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 